Good evening. My name is Thomas Steininger. I welcome you to our international edition of Radio Evolve, our weekly webcast for consciousness and culture. Today we have uh, from Berlin Barbara von Weibom. Uh, Barbara, you are here uh, in uh, our chat room. Yes, I am. <laughs> Great to hear you. Thanks for coming. Barbara, the topic of today is Becoming Allies for Evolution, which is the title of a conference that starts in the end of May, on the 23rd to 27th of May, in Hungary, of the integral community in Europe. It's the European Integral Conference, and you are one of the moderators of this conference. And I wanted to talk with you about coming together as integral activists, as integral thinkers, as integral spiritual um, motivated people in a time that is a challenging time. And I think the title Allies for, the, uh, for an Evolving Future is really also something that calls us to not just uh, sit back, maybe be uh, emotionally challenged by that uh, Our times are, are not exactly as we anticipated them uh, 10 years yeah. ago. Well, we, we could say right now we shouldn't become allies of regression. That's an interesting starting point because what we experience right now is a lot of regression. And Absolutely. I think uh, what the integral community really is trying to attempt is also to understand how to evolve human culture and uh, the tendency of regression are, are an integral picture that we have to understand as a whole. I would like to um, ask you to tell us a little bit of what is going to happen uh, uh, in Hungary uh, in uh, a few days, in fact. Uh, what are we expecting there and why is an event like this an important event in times uh, as we describe them? Well, uh, let me start with the with the place where we are going to meet, uh, which is Hungary. And we know that Hungary right now is pretty much moving in to the direction of an autocratic democracy, uh, which is, of course, in itself a big problem. So people might ask themselves, why are we meeting in Hungary? Uh, on the other hand, I think it's uh, very very challenging and it's um, giving some hope even if we meet there in, in a spirit which is open-minded and which is uh, oriented towards the future and not uh, in a regressive way but in an evolutionary way. So I think the place is good for this moment and uh, people are coming from all the different areas, from all the different continents, of course with an main focus uh, on Europeans, but Europeans from the East, from the Central countries, the North, the West, the South. So it's a real gathering of people who try to come to a deeper understanding of what is going on by an integral perspective. And this in itself, I think, is helping to overcome the, the tendencies of uh, regression, because With an integral perspective, you 
have some clue to understand what is going on. Uh, Barbara, you yourself lead an institute in Berlin, Germany. It's called uh, the Communio Institute for the Art, Art of Leadership. Right. And uh, you are very interested in really understanding how integral leadership also on a social and political scale can look like. You wrote a book, uh, that's, uh, it's only in German. It's called uh, Deutschland Chance. Uh, Germany's chance, uh, reconciliation with the German past. You are thinking a lot about the past, the present, and the future, not only of Germany, but also of Europe. You, I know from many conversations with you, are very aware that we have to be aware that there is a Western Europe uh, history, there's an Eastern Europe history, that Europe to become a whole has to be very aware that it does not exist only as one part, as the Western part or as the Eastern part, that coming together and creating something where Europe can become more uh, a positive force in the global his in the, in the global world, we have to come together also as Europeans. So, I, I, yes, yeah. please. I, yeah, I think um, we are still in the in the in a field in which the Iron Curtain, which existed until 89, plays a major role. Uh, so, for instance, if you take the notion of the Hungarians, they perceive themselves as Central Europe, mm -hmm. while Germans of French people would perceive it normally as Eastern Europe. So in our mental setup, The Iron Curtain, though it doesn't exist anymore, is still pretty much there. So uh, the other story is that Europe is perceived more and more as the European Union, or even more limited as the area of the euro. Mm -hmm. and, uh, all this is misleading. Europe is reaching to the Ural. Uh, it has um, a part um, which is Turkish and European. The biggest part of Turkey is non-European. And we have to come to a notion that um, uh, takes into consideration, I think, the fact that Europe is um, geographically uh, meant to be a bridge, a bridge between Asia and um the Americas, a bridge between the North and Africa. And if Europe doesn't play this role of being a bridge and is used as an interest tool for one side or the other side, it becomes really dangerous. And I think it doesn't take up, pick up the unique task which Europe has in the global field. And, and so far, I think it's, it's a good idea to to bring all these people together in Hungary in order to get a, a notion and a feeling what what is meant potentially by being a European. And by using, I think somebody just now with regard to Trump said, our, um, our approach is diplomatic and negotiation. Our approach is not military and fighting. And this we have learned in Europe 
due to the centuries of fighting against each other. That's the real good, positive European heritage that we have learned that fighting doesn't help. I mean, I, I find uh, Hungary a very interesting place for coming together as intercollectivists. To be honest, uh, in the last uh, in the last conventions, uh, because there have been already two conventions, integral convention in Hungary, I was not always very positive about that because I was very aware of the fact that Hungary is going in a, a problematic direction. That Hungary is a leading force in an autocratic, uh, illiberal, democratic um, uh, development that is, in its core, to my understanding anti-European, at least anti-European in, in a modern democratic and liberal sense. And I was kind of uh, uh, very, is it really right to do this in a country like this? But countries, uh, Hungary is being a central European uh, country that is connected to the East and to the West. And I am from Austria, so I'm basically uh, from the same region, but from the Western side of the same region, really think that to also understand that something is going on um, in the European in the European East and in the also Central European East, and also in Germany, where people are responding to many wrong developments of uh, you mentioned it, the Euro, the European Union, the uh, the European uh, uh, centralized tendencies that we have that to come there and think there together how integral perspectives could look like is something that is important. And I find it also important that um, people from Western European countries also go there and see that Europe is more than Paris, Europe is more uh, than London, than Berlin, and to understand that coming together as Europeans also needs that we learn to know each other and to learn the richness of the European identity. So I became from a skeptic uh, to a more and more uh, nearly enthousi enthusiastic person that this is the right place to do this. <laughs> well, uh, what you are telling just now uh, refers to me personally as well. Uh, last time when I went there, and it was the first uh, time for me to be in Hungary in this uh, type of uh, setting, I was very much amazed um, to realize that the Hungarians perceived themselves as Central European. Uh, for me, it was a surprise. And for me, it was as well a surprise to realize that the organizer of the conference have different um, money demands uh, to participate in the conference. So the people from the eastern countries pay less than the people from the western countries, which is absolutely correct and necessary in order to have a big audience. Um, and this shows already um, that we don't, normally we just don't know enough about each other. And this situation there really gives an opportunity to talk, to meet, to socialize together, to party together. Um, ben Zaganti, who is the organizer of the, of the conference and who is the, the director of the Integral Academy in, in Budapest, he himself represents 
Hungarian hospitality and Hungarian savoir vivre, uh, I would say. Uh, so the whole conference offers many different possibilities to, to come together just uh, in a leisurely way and just to get to know each other. There's a boat trip, there's a gulyash party, there is um, a banquet at the end, and very important, there is the big constellation. Uh, the big constellation, I don't know whether you want to, to elaborate on this, the big constellation, this time is on Europe, Europe um, moving towards or in, enforcing, reinforcing peace. That is, of course, an opportunity to, to really experience and explore in depth the differences and the possibilities of unity, of understanding, of healing, etc. I definitely want to go uh, uh, and talk about the constellation uh, in this conversation. Also, before we uh, go there, I would like to ask you, because you have been uh, in the last uh, conference, and the question is, when we come together as Europeans, and of course, this is not just a European conference, because there are people coming from uh, from many continents to meet, but it's a mainly European integral conference. We talk a lot about integral perspectives, integral perspectives that apply globally, but they also uh, apply for our European uh, future what are you th what comes up for you when you when you when you think about integral perspectives for Europe integral perspectives for our future what are we talking about and why is this important well one um, one issue at stake I think is to, to understand what is happening to understand the autocratic movements uh, in Poland and Hungary um, and to understand that they are partly um, the result of the past. So if you take, for instance, Hungary, Hungary was uh, reduced to a third of its um, geographical uh, space uh, after the First World War. Uh, Hungary has a traumatic experience with the, with the income of Muslim um, uh, invasions. So Hungary has a past which, of course, plays a big role now um, in the period of migration, of a worldwide migration which uses um, the access via the Balkan or has used the access via the Balkan. And not just to blame, but to understand and to negotiate, I think, needs an integral perspective. The other thing is that um, if we we want to come to an integral policy, which is a comprehensive European policy, then we have to find a way how to deal with all these differences. Hmm. And this refers, I, I think, very much to the German Role and the German position, uh, to which I'm not completely, um, uh, how do you say, verständnisvoll, uh, understand. In, in agreement. In agreement, because Germany is the, the most powerful country economically now in Europe, without any doubt. Uh, and Germany tends to demand from the other European countries that they behave like the Germans. And this is not possible. 
uh, you can't implement your own way of living to countries which are different. And um, I think a lot of um, European uh, integrating forces have been um, for den Kopf gestoßen. How would you translate this? Have been offended, perplexed. Yeah, by this German attitude, which plays a major role, uh, in particular, of course, against uh, Greece, but not only Greece. Um, so to come to a comprehensive European um, position and understanding in the world needs, I guess, more respect for the differences and more self-determination uh, of the regions or the nations. Uh, Barbara, you, you are also a political scientist. And if I may say so, you are a political scientist who tries to apply an integral perspective, uh, not only on the development of uh, the German political scene, but also the European uh, political, uh, the European political reality. And you were describing in what you just said before, how in the immigration crisis, uh, Germany is not aware also of the different uh, uh, historical backgrounds uh, of the different countries. For example, you mentioned that uh, Hungary was um, for, uh, uh, in fact, several hundred years uh, a, a Turkish province and that uh, there is a historic problematic uh, uh, memory in the hung Hungarian nation that not to justify it, but to at least know about this, that part of the reactions of the Hungarians is coming from the history being part of the uh, Ottoman Turkish Empire for, uh, I think, two or three hundred years. And that... To know this is important if we want to find together European answers to immigration crisis, to our uh, understanding also how we uh, develop our answers to uh, the Muslim uh, uh, developments worldwide. You, you as a political scientist, um, what do you think, uh, talking now particular to our Western understanding of the situation, what is it that we have to learn here also from our Central European and East European friends? Um, I think we have to just to be aware of this collective uh, unconsciousness or collective consciousness in mm -hmm. their various countries. I, I take another example, not only Hungary, mm -hmm. take Russia um, and the Baltic states. Of course, it's very understandable that the Baltic states who have um, experienced uh, dominance by the Russians wanted to join the NATO. But on the other hand, if the NATO moves its borders towards the east, towards Russia, of course, the Russian collective um, memory comes into, into the play And this is more than 20 million deaths after the, uh, in the second world war due to the aggression which came from our country. So if we, if we want to, to foster and to enhance and encourage peace, 
we have to take into consideration the collective unconsciousness and the traumas which are still playing in these different countries. And the policy just to 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 integrate uh, on the military basis as we have perceived this after 89 um, in the NATO is just, I think, not a policy which encourages peace. Mm. So what what do we have to learn? We have to learn that there are sensations and feelings uh, which we have to take into consideration. Otherwise, we risk uh, to fall back into conflicts which we thought that we have uh, had overcome, mm. which is not the case. Yeah. This brings me directly back uh, to the constellation work that you mentioned. Yeah. Yes. In fact, uh, after the last conference, we had a conversation also here on the radio in the German edition of Radio Wolf about the constellation work that you did that time. And I found it very astounding that exactly what you're talking about right now, about historic consciousness and un unconsciousness in a nationwide uh, way, uh, seem to come out in this kind of work. So I would like to... Uh, Describe if you can describe what are we talking when we talking constellation work on this scale, and maybe you describe a little bit of the experience of this last integral conference that also was about the European spirit and what you saw there and what you learned from there and how this is part of an integral work to really understand how we can together create the future. Okay, constellation work is a work which uh, creates, uh, which which is working with the field energy. Um, so the constellation consists of um, the chance uh, to experience different energies. And uh, in the last constellation we had in Hungary in 2016, um, the constellation was around um, the topic of Europe, of course, and we had placed in the middle of the what we call the sacred space or the constellation, we had placed the soul of Europe and then uh, the representatives, the chosen representatives of different countries and of different energies supporting and um, adverse energies. If I may, if you may slow you down a little bit, because maybe people have no idea what constellation work is. Uh, and okay. we are talking right now, people in a room, and in this, uh, many people, hundreds of people in a room, are doing what? Doing what? It's um, a chance to, well, there are chosen representatives of different energies, which mm -hmm. are uh, um, which enter space, and this space is considered to be the field in which these energies interact. And for instance, if you have a representative of um, Slovakia and another representative of the Czech Republic, um, these two representatives might encounter as they did in this last constellation and experience though they don't know that the other one is representing mm. that or that they experience an extremely high tension and an extreme um, um, schmerz um, pain. pain 
uh, of coming together, being attracted, but not coming together. And if you take uh, these two countries, these two representative uh, representatives of two countries, and you know that this Czechoslovakia was once one country and mm -hmm. was divided, then it makes a lot of sense what you realize is happening there. Mm -hmm. Another example, <clears throat> we had this representative of the soul of Europe who had sort of a throne in the middle of the room, of the room sitting there and the representatives of the countries, the, perp the representatives of the perpetrators, the victims, uh, the peace, uh, the children, essentially they came in and she, it was a she, she left her place, her throne, very rapidly and a young woman took her place mm -hmm. and defended that place which was not hers. And we didn't know who it was, and finally it turned out to be the representative of shame. So the representative of shame had taken the throne of the soul of Europe. Mm -hmm. And this absolutely makes sense, because uh, shame is used uh, to 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 not make it possible to develop together. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's shame because of guilt, it's shame because of being subdued, it's shame because of the past of uh, fighting against each other, it's shame as well, which is used against Europeans and the European past. And so it makes absolutely sense to realize that this shame takes a place which is not hers. And it was absolutely fascinating in this constellation to realize that shame was not thrown out, but finally shame was integrated by putting her slowly, slowly down to the, to the earth and taking care of her and sort of integrating shame into the consciousness. So this constellation works without words. It's, it works by body sensations, body movements. Mm -hmm. It's um, sort of uh, encouraged by uh, musical, uh, by music, which which plays, uh, which is used like a like a tapestry underneath, mm -hmm. um, and. People just follow the sensations which they have as the representatives, uh, the roads they have taken. Mm -hmm. And by this, <laughs> I, and I think it's a fascinating uh, possibility, by this, um, people have the chance to interact uh, with their own feelings as individuals, of course, each representative is an individual in itself, but as well with aspects of the role which they have taken, which is more than their individual. Mm. What, I, what I find fascinating is that my understanding of integral consciousness work is that uh, we have to... Uh, try to understand when we talk now about society, politics on that scale, we have to understand structures. We have to understand history. Uh, we have to understand 
socio-economic uh, contexts, we have to understand also that uh, we as humans uh, develop through different states of consciousness to get a deeper and broader understanding how the complexity of our human development can unfold. The, this needs a lot of analytical and also cognitive insight. And I think, just if I may come to the point of what I would like to say, it, this is a part I think that we need to understand if we're talking about co-creating the future, all this structure and cognitive understanding of reality. But what you're describing uh, of this constellation work is that we also need to respect and encounter the soul spaces that we are creating together. Yes, and, absolutely. And the soul spaces that, uh, that we are creating together in a gathering, which is a, a literal gathering of people of many different nations in the same space. It seems yeah. to be a very surprising reality that beside all these um, cognitive th things that we have to integrate, talk about, there are also feeling spaces like shame, guilt, uh, soulfulness yeah. that appear between us. And uh, we, we know all that when, uh, when Eastern European meet Germans, uh, person by person, the European history, I'm talking now, for example, about the Second World War, is part of the soul space of this meeting, if we talk about it or not. So to be aware of this, to feel that and to open this up is a part of healing the past and allowing to create new futures. Is this a part of what you feel is powerful in getting together in this way? I think you are absolutely right. Um, well, the integralist and in particular those who follow the integral theory of Ken Wilber tend to be very mental oriented. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's, it's a decent and, and uh, legitimate uh, critique of this mental approach because it's not taking into consideration the emotional, the spiritual and the, um, the soul level and the constellations and the, ty the type of, of um, conference uh, Ben Zaganti has put up as well. The constellation and this type of conference really is comprehensive and holistic in the sense that all the different intelligences, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, even the body intelligence is included and is played with so that we can experience each other in a holistic uh, way. And we as beings are more than just the mental setup. And this we have really to take into consideration. And the conference is a rare chance to do this on a large scale with people who are open, who want to learn, who want to develop, who want to reconcile, and who want to develop their consciousness. And I think that's beautiful. And also, I, I really think this is um, a more integral approach to integral. Because yes. the, the way um, you described this, and also the, 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 the way how I experienced similar events like this, is that, of course, we need a deep understanding. We need, I mean, you 
you taught uh, politics on university in Germany, you are deeply into cognitive understanding of a social, sociocultural context. That is part of it. It's not about just feeling into things, but they are different, as you said, feeling, spiritual uh, realities that not that cannot be only approached through our intellect, that also have to be encountered directly. Yeah. And do this in a gathering together where we consciously do at least attempt to do all of that is also a different form of conference that, of course, to some degree is an experiment in itself. It, they are, they, not everything works out and uh, things have to be improved. But to do this, I find very exciting because that in itself is an example also how to deal with our political uh, problems in a way that is not just in a mental way, but trying to f really be aware how we create globally soul spaces that we have to live with, that we can develop and that we have to dive in, that we can heal and that, that we can transform. Um, and I think Ben Zuganti and, and his team made an, a further step, uh, if you compare it with the conference in 2016, mm -hmm. because this time even the art is more prominently represented than last time. We, there, there are two musicians, mm -hmm. there are uh, comedians uh, mm -hmm. coming. Uh, so uh, the the whole approach of the people is really to to speak to the senses, to speak to the sensitivity, to speak to the intellect, and to really meet people on a holy holistic. Um, Level and if you, if I might just uh, refer to the conference we had in Berlin, which was uh, entitled "Courage to Feel, Mood zum Fühlen," we tried the same thing, uh, just to come to a different type of uh, of uh, dealing with issues which are hard issues and which are important to us. By the way, I criticized and I left finally university because the, the normal academic approach is just too limited. I remember when I was studying the importance of love, I was so beyond my, uh, my uh, disciplinary approach that I really had difficulties. Uh, but we all know that the feeling between people is the basis for understanding or non-understanding. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, this plays in politics as well, in mm -hmm. economics, in the private life, in politics mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And as long as our frame of reference is not comprehensive enough, we just miss the, the important points. Mm -hmm. I would like to go also a little beyond uh, the conference in Hungary, and ask you directly, uh, with your own backgrounds, uh, in the time that we are living right now, I said in, in the beginning, uh, uh, it is uh, a challenging time. Uh, the decision of uh, the Trump government uh, to leave uh, to the nuclear contract with Iran creates a very dangerous situation globally right now. We, we don't know where we're going. We have the immigration crisis that we talked about. We have the financial crisis that we have not talked about. We have the climate crisis. A lot of things that's going on. Uh, may I just ask you directly, uh, you, uh, Barbara, when you think about integral solutions for that, 
not that I ask you to have the answers, but where do you think do we have to go? What, what comes to your mind, things that we have to bring in to create uh, answers for the futures, to or at least create pathways to find answers for the future? How can we be allies to create something like an integral future? Yeah, I think this is something which for me personally and in general, I guess, is pretty difficult is to, to, to keep up hope, to, to have the vision that we can manage it. Because the mental, the mental concepts are creating the future. And if we have the concept, everything is going um, into chaos and we are directly walking into uh, military conflicts, which one can argue, then we lose the chance to enforce peacefulness. And the, the, the vision that it is possible to to get through this threshold which we have right now and come to more harmony and peace in the global situation and with nature and with people. I think that's very important. It's difficult because the signs are so frightening, but I think we have to use this mental power uh, to create a future by envisioning that the future is possible. It's interesting that uh, you put in the center of your answer the creation of hope. Mm -hmm. Because uh, that in itself is, in the end, more than also a psychological answer, it's a spiritual answer that you're giving. And the way I understand you is that if we want to create a future to hold uh, the strength uh, and uh, not a form of naive hope, but a, a hope that is based on the strength to uh, really allow ourselves to see the, the potentials of also situations like this and to trust in something very deep in life is something that is needed as an integral answer to where we are going. I personally find is a very central integral uh, necessity that we together have to create and coming together and basically holding this, that our desperation cannot be the answer and uh, isolation cannot be the answer either is something that uh, sounds naive, but I think is really a crucial part of uh, where we will find uh, how the future can look like and how we create something like an integral positive future. Yeah, and I would like to add, to analyze is not the answer either. Mm -hmm. Just to analyze. And this, um, if I refer to the integralists, um, is one of the, the dangers uh, to use the tools of integral theory just to categorize and to analyze. And this is just not it. It is important, but it's not the solution. Barbara, we are at the end of our time. I uh, thank you very much. I'm really also looking forward uh, to see you in Hungary. I will be there. It's uh, on 23rd uh, to the 27th in Hungary at the beautiful uh, Baladon Lake. There is also a website uh, that everyone can see. It's integral. Uh, com oh, I have to look it up again that I find it. Sorry. It's integraleuropeconference.com.
in Word. And there you see the program. There you see also uh, there are many speakers there. Uh, and it is, uh, yes, there are 15 key speakers, key, keynote speakers, and 200 presenters. It's a full basket of, uh, of opportunities to... Uh, to, to be inspired, to encounter new ideas, to work on the experimental level or experiential level or the, the organizational level. Well, everybody can find something interesting there. It's really amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you also about your insights, how we can create something like an integral approach to all of this. And I'm sure uh, we only touched this and that and many things that we can talk about, uh, integral future, integral U Europe. I really uh, think that uh, talking about this, uh, investigating this, and as you also say, take action in this is something that we only can do together. So dialogues like this, coming together like conferences like this, uh, is part of how we can engage and how we can be allies for the future. So thank you for coming to this webcast. Thank you for everyone to listening. And I wish you a good evening from here from Frankfurt. And thank you for the interview.